Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you'll just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe that the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we will desire the things of this world, and the easier it will be to simplify our lives. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about a homeschooling topic because many of us are right in the thick of back to school. Now really, whether you're a homeschooler or not, you can relate. You're right in the thick of like planning for the upcoming school year. And as homeschooling moms right now, we're feeling really... um, Well, some of us might be feeling very nervous. Some of us might be feeling very excited. It's always an exciting thing at the beginning of the school year because you have like this fresh start. So we're going to be talking about planning and how you plan your homeschool year. But really what I want to talk about is the one thing that you should be doing before you even plan your year. So before we get started, I wanted to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing publisher of Christian curriculum. You can visit them right now. They're having actually a eight below clearance event. So you can find some really good deals there. They're also having their annual back to school homeschooling curriculum sale, and that ends August 14th. So please check out Apologia.com and you'll find lots of amazing deals for the homeschooling family. So if you are a homeschooling mom, like I said, right now you are in the thick of it. You are probably either have maybe started already. Some of us start uh, at this time of the year. Personally for us, we usually don't start until after Labor Day. Um, And this year we will sort of start a little bit before Labor Day because we're taking a vacation the week of Labor Day. We're leaving the day after Labor Day, perfect time of the year to go on a vacation because everybody's in school. So we actually did this a few years ago and we're doing it again this year. And um, so what we will do is we will start a kind of transition before we go back to school. Now, this is just a little aside before I even get into the planning and the one thing you must do. Here's another little tip about back to school. We started doing this a few years ago, and I'll link to it on the blog. I wrote a post about it. We started doing this a few years ago, but we don't have a back uh, a first day of school anymore. We don't have like a date on the calendar that we say that's our first day of school. We sort of slow transition into the school year, and it's been hugely beneficial. So what I mean by that is somewhere around a couple of weeks from now, maybe two weeks from now or so, I'll sort of start saying to the kids, you know what, why don't we take out some of those books and start looking at them? Why don't we do a math page here or there? And then I'll sort of say the next week, you know what, I'd like you guys to just work on your math this week and your science or whatever it is. You know, every kid is different, my kind of priorities. And then we sort of slowly ease into it rather than this big start and stop of back to school. Because I found for myself, I would actually have a hard time with this like finite, you know, end of summer starting school day. 
Personally, I love summer. I wish it could be summer all year round. I am a summer girl. I love everything about summer. I love hazy, hot, and humid weather. I love the relaxing days. I love the slow pace. I love it. So for me, it would get kind of sad. Like the night before our first day of school, I felt like a little kid. I was like, oh, summer's over, you know? Technically, it wasn't, but it always... It, it was this big like stop and start. So a couple of years ago, we started doing this little transition at the end of the, the summer where we started just did a little bit. Like I said to the kids, you know, let's start with some of the important things. Let's get ahead. Let's start reading certain books or whatever. And then it made it so much easier to transition. It wasn't like, okay, fun is over and full-blown school day, you know? So it's been really good for us to do that. So we're going to be doing that again this year. So that I am planning now. I took a couple of days recently to, well, I shouldn't say a couple of days, a couple of hours in one day to sort of um, sit down and write like a loose skeleton of our plans for the year. But I haven't done any full-blown planning yet because I am doing the one thing that I would recommend everyone do before you even take out a planner, before you even write a list, before you even shop for curriculum pray. It's that simple. It's the one thing you need to be doing. Because guess what, homeschool mom? You are ultimately not really in charge, right? We think we are. We think we're so in charge and we're going to get the perfect curriculum and the perfect planner and the perfect schedule and the perfect method and we're going to do all these things. And you know what? Even if you did find all of those things, the perfect everything, which I don't think any mom out there has yet to find it, If you haven't prayed for it or about it, what's the point, right? If we're not inviting God into the whole thing, what's the point? In fact, he's already involved because he's the one who called you to this journey. So that's what happened to me several years ago. I remembered when I was in the midst of planning, it was probably, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, I, I would take like this week couple of days in, in August and I'd kind of sit down and I'd just focus and I'd write down all the things we were going to do academically and, you know, all my plans and pick out the curriculum and get out the curriculum catalogs and do all of that. And it hit me somewhere in the middle of that, like, what am I doing? I haven't even talked to God about any of this yet. And he is the one who has kind of set my feet on this journey and set my feet on this path. Why am I forgetting that? Because see, when I first started homeschooling, and you can listen to that whole story in the episode, The Unlikely Homeschooler, I'll link to it in the webpage for this episode. When I first started homeschooling, I really had no plan ever to homeschool. And I constantly have to go back and remind myself that this isn't about me, that this is all God's plan. And because I obeyed and I submitted to his plan that first year, he has blown the doors off of my plans and he does it every single year. So I'm not saying we don't make plans and I'm not saying that we aren't um, diligent in, in researching what we need to do for our children and finding the right curriculum. But I think as homeschooling mothers these days, we get much too caught up in all of that that we forget to invite God in to our plans. And we forget that ultimately he's really in charge of our plans. And isn't that freeing? Don't we want him in charge? Because he can only lead us to the best possible scenario, right? He's not going to lead us astray. So 
I suggest before you start researching, before you start, you know, highlighting your catalogs and going online, you take a good few days to spend the hours that you would have highlighted the catalogs, bookmark um, your online web pages, went on Pinterest, you know, read what everybody else was doing. Before you even think about doing that, I would suggest you take a few hours each afternoon and you sit down with the Lord and you pray and bring each child to mind and pray over each child. And then before you even start, you know, thinking about all those academic plans, you start writing down your goals for your children that don't include academics, your spiritual goals for your children. Think about each child. Write down, what are your prayers for that child? What are your prayers for their spiritual growth? Ask the Lord, you know, show me how to parent this child and parent them well this year. Help me to guide them academically, but most importantly, spiritually, right? So sit down, spend time praying over each child individually, praying over your family, asking the Lord for guidance. And then you start maybe the next day praying about the academics. Okay, Lord, I have the spiritual um, needs prayed for. I'm covering those needs in prayer. I have goals that I want to see met this year for my child. Now show me how to achieve those and lead me to the way to do that academically. And spend some time praying over each child. And, you know, they all have different strengths and weaknesses and different gifts and talents and praying to the Lord. Like, God, how can I help this child uncover the gifts you have given them? And how can I lead them properly to foster, you know, those gifts and to see those things grow and pray over the academic goals then for each child. So first comes the spiritual goals, praying. Second comes the academics, praying. Maybe journal a little bit, write down things. You know, it's funny because I looked back when I was doing this recently, um, praying over my children. I looked back on what I wrote down last year because I did, I wrote it down. I wrote down my prayer time. I journaled. I wrote down the th- goals that I had in mind spiritually. And it was really um, a good thing to sit down and say to myself, okay, did we meet these goals? And some of them we exceeded and some of them need some more work. And it was really cool to see, oh, God really did work in their heart this year on this certain you know, topic or issue that we were having. You know, and even the bumps in the road, we had some bumps in the road this year with certain children. And even those bumps in the road, looking back and seeing how God used those was really cool. So always write things down. Even if in the moment you don't think you're going to need to write it down, write it down. Because someday you look back at those journals and it's a testimony to what God has done. Um, And so it's cool to kind of look back at my journals from each year of this prayer time and see how God had worked through those prayers of my heart at the beginning of the school year. So before you even go to that curriculum, we're going to pray spiritually for each child as a family, um, you know, so individually, and then as a whole, like how is our family going to grow together? 
Then it leads into, okay, Lord, what are the academic goals that I have for my child this year? And then, okay, Lord, I feel really confident that I've, I've spent a lot of time with you seeking you. I'm trusting you now that you're going to lead me to the way to do these things. You know, so a lot of us put this importance on the academics, like the academics is the be all end all. And we need to have that perfect curriculum. And every year, it seems that a new and wonderful curriculum comes out that's even better than the one before, right? Every year, there's something new promising you success. Every year, there's something new promising you, you know, that your child is going to succeed and is going to be, you know, going to Harvard or whatever it is. And all of those things are are good things, but we get so wrapped up in that stuff that I feel like we can very easily lose sight of the true goals. And my true goals for my homeschooling journey really have nothing to do with academics. As I've said before, Matthew 6.33 is our life verse, and it is seek first the kingdom, uh, seek first his righteousness and his kingdom and all of these things will be given to you. So we seek first the things of God. We seek first God and and his kingdom. And is this honoring him? And, you know, we seek after him and we trust then that he provides for our needs and everything else falls into place from there. So at the beginning of the year, I'm seeking him first and trusting him to let everything else fall into place. It doesn't mean that I don't care about academics and I don't think they're important, but I do feel that they aren't important if they aren't having God at the very center of why we do what we do. What good is it to get all A's if we don't have our heart in it for the Lord? What good is it to succeed on a test if my child isn't walking with the Lord? What good is it to have all the knowledge in the world, but not applying godly wisdom to our lives. So I believe that if we can also set our children straight spiritually and we can have them working diligently for the Lord, academics will fall into place because they will want to please the Lord. They will want to work hard. They will want to be diligent. And that is the proper order of things, setting our hearts first spiritually and letting everything else fall into place. Um, But I feel like it can get really hard these days for homeschooling moms because we have so much available to us. We have an abundance of information, an abundance of curriculum, an abundance of blogs, websites, webinars, everything you can imagine out there telling us that we can do more, we can achieve more, we can find the perfect, you know, system to train our children, but we're forgetting to ask the one who created them, right? God knows what they need. God is the one who created them. He created their brains. He created their hearts. He created who they are. He created them with different gifts and talents and desires. And so when we don't ask him how to help them, you know, uncover these gifts and talents and skills and things that they were given, and we just try to find it in the world, we're setting ourselves up for a much bumpier road. But when we keep him at the forefront of everything, you know, just this 
this week, actually, I had a conversation with my daughter who's entering her senior year. And I'm telling you, that's not for the faint of heart. Um, you know, here, uh, we uh, this whole year, you're going to hear a lot about me probably bawling and crying on some of these episodes because we are entering senior year. And we started this journey as, you know, clueless as they come about homeschooling. I had no idea what I was getting into with this little kindergartner who is now, you know, a full-blown woman who will be graduating high school. And yes, it went by in a blink of an eye. And on the other hand, there were some long years in there, but I still can't believe it. So anyway, you'll be hearing a lot about that this year, I'm sure. Um, But we're having these conversations lately that we need to have about future, you know, and college and, you know, what, what do we want to do now that the homeschooling journey is coming to an end? And part of that conversation has just continued to be, you know what, sometimes you just don't know, right? Who at 17 really knows what they want to do with their life, right? We all know as adults that most of us, that perfect orderly plan we had at 17 didn't come to fruition. And if it did, I'm sure it had a whole bunch of twists and turns and things you didn't expect in there, right? And so part of um, our conversation has been, you know, not necessarily what is it you want to do, even though she has a pretty firm idea, which is a wonderful thing of what she wants to do. Um, it's really, you know what, we're going to just keep following God because that's what we've been doing for the past 13 years on this homeschooling journey. And we're going to let him show us. And part of that conversation has also been about, you know what, I've been telling my daughter, you're so blessed because you have these gifts that he's given you and these talents and these real true desires and passions for what she loves and what she wants to do. And so we keep saying our job now is to pray about that and ask God, okay, God, you created me with these desires, with these gifts and with these talents. Now show me how to use them for your glory. Right? And that's the difference between us and the world. The world says, show me how to use this for myself. Right, Show me how to use this so I can succeed and I um, can have all the glory. Whereas as Christians, we look at it and our children and we say, or ourselves, and we say, we have these passions, desires, these gifts, these talents, these skills. What does God want me to use them for? He created them within me for a purpose. And that purpose is going to be for him. So it's a beautiful thing to be able to walk that journey with the focus on our creator, the one who created us. So whether you have, like I said, a child who is graduating, or you're just over there with that little itty bitty kindergartner, like I was just starting out, you look at that child and you say, God, before I open the curriculum catalog and before I go online and start researching and before I open up that new planner for the homeschooling year, I, I want to, to, to submit this child, to surrender them to you because you created them for a purpose. And I'm just asking you now to help me uncover that purpose so that we can glorify you in the process. Homeschooling and life, everything we do is about giving glory to God. Are your decisions glorifying God? Are you honoring God in your homeschool and in your homeschooling decisions? Or are you seeking after the things of this world? Are you trying to make your child look successful so you can kind of say, yep, yep, we did it. We're, you know, we've got the perfect SAT score and they're going off to Harvard. 
Or are you saying, I've raised a child who's walking with the Lord and there's no greater success than to know that I've done my job and taught them all I could about the Lord and to know that they are ultimately His and He will guide them and lead them. And I said that to my daughter just this week. I said, isn't it so wonderful to be under the authority of a God who loves us? Like we know he can't not care for us. No matter what happens, he cares. He loves us. So we are so grateful to know that he is the one in control. He is the one leading us on this journey. And so whether you're just starting out with a kindergartner, whether you're where I am with a senior in high school, or you've got one, you know, a whole bunch in between, the most important thing you can do at the beginning of the year is to get your heart focused on the Lord. Get yourself focused on the Lord because you can't model that to your children if you don't have it. You can't teach your children and tell them how important it is to follow after the Lord if you're not a mom that is seeking after him wholeheartedly. Be in the word every single morning. Thirst for him. Hunger for his word. Show your children that that's important. Model that to them. That's more important than any school lesson you can teach them. Because if you're teaching them at an early age that we run to the Lord, we run to the Lord when we have problems, we run to the Lord when we give praise, we go to him with everything, then you're setting your child up for a pretty successful life. Successful in the world's eyes? No. But they'll be able to handle whatever comes their way because they know who is in control. And it's not you and it's not them. It's God. And what better thing to teach them that you are under the authority of a sovereign God who loves you and whose plans can't go wrong. Nothing can thwart his plans. And that's actually freeing. Some people say, oh, that's stifling to live under, you know, God's rules. Absolutely not. It's freeing. And it's freeing when you're a homeschool mom to know he is in control. He is in charge. My job, though, is to seek after him wholeheartedly. Not to check off my list in the morning that I read my Bible and I told my kids to read my Bible. Done. Checked off the list. No. To read your Bible and seek after him wholeheartedly because you're in a love relationship with him and you want to know him more. Not because you want things from him. Not because of what he gives. Because those are the wrong reasons too. You are in the word and you are spending time with him because you want to know him more. It's not about what he gives. It's about knowing the giver, right? It's about wanting a relationship with him. And there's no way to teach that. You can't make your child have that, but you certainly can model that and you certainly can disciple them and train them. And that's still not a guarantee that they're going to grow up and walk with the Lord. But you can do everything in your human ability and in your supernatural ability that the Holy Spirit gives you to train your children in the way they should go. 
So before you take out that planner, and I know right now at this time of the year, doesn't it feel good to get a fresh new planner? For some reason, it gives us this like amazing but false sense of control and order. Like that fresh planner is going to be the thing that is going to give you all the control over your life. Now I'm talking about this because I was a planner junkie. I still contend to get that way a little bit. There's something about that planner and who, I mean, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you when I say this, there's going to be people out there, whether you're riding in your car or you're cooking your dinner right now, you're going to go, oh yeah, that's me. If you're listening to this, wherever you are, how many times do you have a planner and it's all filled out and you're using it, and you're using it, and then it kind of becomes old, and your life starts to get out of control, and you're like, well, it must be this planner. I must need that new planner that I saw advertised over there on Instagram, or that new planner that so-and-so is using. Oh, that is why my life isn't in control and organized, because I don't have that planner, but once I get that planner, ooh, boy, watch out. I'm going to be organized. I'm telling you, I say that because that was me. I went from planner to planner to planner, from system to system to system, from homeschool system. We tried everything from all those 12 work boxes, you know. Back in the day, that was like one of the big things was having these work boxes where they were each filled with a new task to do. We tried the schedule with the little colored coded post-it notes. We tried all those systems out there. And you know what? Each one is so promising and shiny and brand new in the beginning. And just like all the others, you get into it and it becomes old pretty quick. Or what happens is if you have a bad day and you sort of fall off the system or you stop writing in the planner, instead of looking inside yourself, we just blame the thing. Oh, it's the system's fault. Oh, it's the planner's fault. That's why, I'm, I, that's why I need a new system and I need a new planner. No, it's not. <laughs> I've learned, at least for me. It's not the thing's fault. It's who's using the thing, and that's me, right? It's very easy to put your um, security and your sense of control into these external things, when in reality, it's what's inside. And ultimately, who's controlling everything? It's the Lord. And if we're not seeking after Him and we're not praying and we're not, you know, focusing on Him and what He wants for your children, then all of these other things can fall apart very quickly. Whether it's the planner or the organizational system or the perfect curriculum, right? Every year we think we found it, the one, the one curriculum that's going to be be all end all. I'm telling you right now. We're starting our 13th year. We haven't found the be-all, end-all. Every year there's something I try and something I tweak and something we change and life changes, and that's okay. There is nothing in life that ever um, do we find that is the perfect be-all, end-all to solve every problem. And it's the same way with curriculum. Things change over time. It's okay. It's, it's not okay, I don't think, to be changing every year and to just be very wishy-washy. You want consistency. However, things get tweaked. I've found that there is no be-all, end-all, perfect curriculum that I don't need to, you know, at all tailor. Even if your kids were in school, I can pretty much tell you that there's parents out there in school that are complaining about the curriculum, right? I don't think anybody's saying this is it. This is perfection. Perfection is only found in heaven, not here on earth. So we have to stop trying to find this perfect curriculum, this perfect planner, this perfect system. 
Do we want to find things that work well? Of course. Do we want to find things that are going to help our children grow? Of course. However, don't leave God out of that equation. Go to him first. Get your heart and your mind set on things above before you start your school year. I always say this, set your mind on things above so you can better deal with the things below, right? Because sometimes people tell me, well, I'm just at a really busy season in my life and I don't have time for God right now. I don't have time to be in the word. I don't have a lot of time for prayer. I'm in a a very busy season of my life. And you know what I say to them? No, that's exactly why you need to be in the Word, and that's exactly why you need to find time for prayer, in order to deal with all the busy, chaotic things. And school year is going to get busy and chaotic. Quite frankly, right before I was recording this podcast, I was looking ahead at the 2018-2019 calendar and having a slight panic attack. Because it's my daughter's senior year and there's a lot of different things that are going to be added into the spring, you know, just because of the normal things that happen in life and because of, you know, whatever it is. And I was starting to have a slight panic attack and you know what I said to myself? I said, enough. You're about to record the podcast and talk about this stuff and you're going to get stressed out? No, give it to God. God is in control of our schedule. God is in control of our calendar. God is the one who has created time. God knows what our children need, what things we can fit in our calendar and what things we need to take out. And he is going to ultimately lead us, but we need to seek after him first. We don't plan our school year, write down the whole calendar, pick our curriculum, write down everything we're going to do this year, and then go say a prayer to God and say, okay, God, I've made all my plans. Can you please bless them now? But that's what a lot of us do. And guess what? I'm raising my hand right here. I've done that many years back in the beginning, especially. I've done that. I sat down. I wrote down the planner. I went through the CBD catalog. I highlighted everything I wanted. I picked out the curriculum. And then I said, okay, God, I made my choices. Now I'm praying about it. It's completely the opposite that we should be doing. We should be saying, Lord, I don't even want to think about curriculum. I don't even want to think about a schedule. I don't even want to think about this school year. I just want to sit here with you. And I want to trust you in all things. And I'm completely submitting and surrendering to you right now. And I'm completely submitting and surrendering that problem I'm having with whatever child or that issue that I may be facing this year with another child or this challenge that I see coming up. I'm not going to sit here and try to fix those things right now. I'm going to ask you to show me and I'm going to ask you to guide me and I'm going to truly in my heart surrender those things to you. Not just say it because a lot of us just say it, right? We say, okay, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm going to surrender to you. And then we go and try to be fix it. We try to fix it, right? But if we're praying and we're seeking after him, find yourself another homeschool mom to pray with. What a beautiful thing. Get together with some of your other homeschool friends before school and don't talk about curriculum. Don't talk about planners. Don't talk about what method you're going to use and compare notes. Get together and pray. Get together and pray. He will guide you. He will fill you with his spirit. He will lead you. But you got to seek him. you got to go to him. And what more powerful thing than get together with a group of homeschool moms and say, we're not talking about the stuff. We're not talking about curriculum. We're not going to talk about it. We are just going to sit together and pray for our children, sharing with one another. Maybe you have fears. Maybe you have struggles that you know you're going to face. 
Share those with another. Say them out loud so they can pray for you and with you. There's so much power in that, much more power in that than there is in any website that's going to compare curriculums and tell you how to fix your child or what your child needs. You know what would be more powerful than anything for your child at that moment that you could get together with other women and pray for your child? Go to the one who created that child and ask for the things that you need. Ask for guidance. So I encourage you all, I really, really do, seek him first before you start your homeschool year, before you start planning. If you're already, you already made those plans and you're like, oh no, I didn't do any of that. It's not too late. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't invite you in and ask you what you thought of all this. And then go to him. Say, Lord, I'm surrendering the plans that I made to you. If these plans are, are what you have for our family, then I trust you to guide me. And if they're completely off, then I trust you to guide me in that as well. The most important thing is that you go to him. And then every single day in your school year, you go to him before you open those books, before you start taking out the to-do list and you know, even before you start mentally thinking about it in the morning, you start mentally checking off your to-do list or writing your to-do list, you don't even open your eyes in the morning. Start praying and saying, Lord, this day is yours. Lord, this homeschool year is yours. Lord, these children are yours. And now guide me and show me. So I'm actually going to do that for you all right now. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray um, for you out there. And I'm going to ask the Lord to help us all as homeschooling moms. Let's not forget to keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing isn't the school books, even though it feels like it is. The main thing is setting our hearts and turning our eyes on Jesus, setting our hearts where they need to be, trusting him that the rest will fall into place. So pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the gift and the ability to homeschool I thank you that there are families out there that want to follow you in their homeschool. Just help us, Lord. Help us to remember why we're doing what we do. Help us to stay focused. Help us to um, guide our children. Lead us, Lord, every single day. Lead us so we can disciple them, so we can train them. Let us keep you at the center of every decision. Let us keep your word and your truth at the center of our minds so that we can discern the proper choices, so that we can discern how to teach our children. But most of all, Lord, let us remember to teach them about you first. Let us model what that looks like. Let us grow closer together as families, and let us ultimately glorify you in our homeschools and in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So I hope this podcast encouraged you. If you're just starting out your homeschool year, if you're just if you're listening to this and you're not a homeschooler, this all applies for life, for parenting, for public schooling, no matter what it is, right? Seeking him first in everything we do so that we can um, keep him at the center of everything we do. So I thank you again for listening to this podcast. Again, I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living For Him. If you follow me out there on Facebook or on Instagram, um, comment and let me know what you thought of this podcast and let me know if it encouraged you or how do you um, 
you know, do you have advice or tips? How do you try to keep him at the center of everything you do? And are you planning your homeschool year? I'd love to hear about how you're going about doing that. And let's continue the conversation out there. If you're listening on iTunes, I'd love for you to rate and review the podcast if it has blessed you in some way. That helps us to get this message out there to other um, people who are interested in listening. So thank you again for listening. Until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.